Welcome back to For Folk's Sake. My name is Paige and this week Kinsey Paul stopped in to talk about everything from our days at Nordstrom to her list of unproblematic white actresses. For February, I wanted to do a celebration of black women as my focus and I honestly couldn't be more excited that Kinsey is coming on to be my first guest this month. We've known each other for quite a bit of time. She was actually a part of the first friend group that I really had when I moved out to Washington and I just feel like we have so many memories, so much fun, but we never really talked about where she got started, how it all happened, so I'm really excited to have this conversation frozen in time and she is on the list of people that I wanted to have in my first year. She's number three. It feels good to knock someone off of the list as well that has been so like anticipated in my mind. So I'm so excited for you guys to hear this episode. So I'm going to stop rambling. Episode 15 with Kinsey Paul. Oh my gosh, you look gorgeous. I love your flannel. Thank you. You know, I just wanted to, it's a little crop flannel too. She cute. Oh, like a a destroyed end or whatever. Yeah. Destructed end. Yeah, just like a whatever. We just ripped ripped her. Oh, you did that? No, it came like this. But since since seeing it in stores now, I've gone to the thrift store, bought flannels and did it. (laughs) Yep. Do you like cut and then do like sandpaper? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Perfect. I, I tried to do that with jeans one time, but I think it would have been well, but I'm like not patient enough to sit there and like do it. It takes time. Every time I've like properly distressed a denim, it takes, it can take hours. And then there's like a technique I like where you literally have to unravel thread by thread because like the threads go like crosshairs, like some go vertically and some go horizontally. And what you literally have to do for some distressed looks is take like a safety pin and get up in there and be pulling it thread by thread apart. So oh my God. Frayed properly. Yeah, it's a whole thing. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. I feel like kind of, uh, now I'm like thinking about what I did where I literally tried to destroy it in like five minutes with sandpaper. And I was like, this looks like shit and I'm done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am it's not going to do this. It's a fucking process. Maybe I'm just not patient enough. Well, thank you for coming on. I'm super, super excited to have you. You've been on my, like, before I started, I like manifested like a guest list of like, if in my first year I get these, I think it was like 18 people on, I'm going to count myself as successful. And you were number three. Stop this, but thank you. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm like, I feel I feel like we've always talked, but we've never like sat down and like really done like a deep dive almost, if that makes sense. So I guess my first question is, where did you grow up? I grew up in Philadelphia. Well, okay, that's partly true. I, I'm from Philadelphia, born and spent a lot of my formative years there. But then when I was in high school, we relocated to right outside of Atlanta. And so finished high school in Atlanta, went to college in Atlanta. So I would say half and half, even though people, my family in Philly, they're like, oh, no, you're not from Philly, you're from the South now. You've been in the South for so long. So, yeah. (laughs) You're like, okay, but my formative years were in Philly. So I was born in Philadelphia. All of my schooling prior to uh, high school was, you know, counts for something. But not to the girls that are like born and raised Philly bred. They're like, oh, no, you from Georgia. And then people in the South, 
are like, oh, you're clearly not from the South. Like, where are you from? You know, because <laughs> I don't have a Southern accent. So it's like, where do I stand? <laughs> what do you think is like the biggest difference between the two that people are like, oh, you're one or the other? A lot of it has to do with communication. Being from the Northeast, we talk fast, we talk direct. It comes across to many as rude or brash or whatever the case may be. But it's like, now nah, we just don't have the time to be standing here all day or be doing the fake nice shit that like they like to do in the South, which I, no, no, and not everybody's not like this. So it's like, clearly there's Southern hospitality that is like, endearing and sweet and like you know you when you think of a southern gentleman or a nice southern church going lady it's like all the good things come to mind with the south too but I feel like it's more of a communication and a behavior and then also like religion you know the bible belt they call it that for a reason so the south is very you know yeah well now I'm thinking (laughs) like east coast versus south or south and you do have a point like they definitely have that like cushy to conversation mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. where Nebraska is kind of like that too where it's like people will be really nice and like smile but mm-hmm. the words coming out of their mouth you're like okay ouch like was that you're yeah just because <laughs> you're like soft and cushy with your delivery doesn't mean that you're not being super rude right now yeah it's true and like I don't know I like in my experience people from like the northeast they're not even doing that cushy uh nice nasty shit with you they're just telling you straight up you know what it is or what it's not and some people know how to take that some people don't and one thing that I definitely say I've experienced in interacting with a lot of people from the south of the midwest sometimes they don't know how to take it yeah it's like whoa who is this girl you know (laughs) it's like a lack of experience where I think also it could catch people off guard because they're like you're not necessarily being rude but like you said you're being direct and people I think interpret that in like a lot of different ways too so you can definitely see where that happens has that ever been like a communication block between you and another person where they're like okay ouch and you're like "Mm." yeah and I'm like girl what (laughs) what did I say something wrong I'm sorry you know like yeah no that's happened if I had a dollar I could buy some things some nice things (laughs) they're like trust me if I want to be rude to you you're definitely going to know the difference between me being rude and the conversation that we're having now yeah and it's like some and I think what I've come to realize like the older I get it as I mature it's not even all the time that you said something rude or hurtful it's sometimes oftentimes the receiver is not in the place yet to hear it so it's going to sound like you done came for their neck when really you're just calling what is it calling a spade a spade like no I'm just calling it how I see it but I guess you are taking it as that way because you ain't ready to face that yet and that's fine (laughs) right that's another thing is like if someone's not ready to hear it or maybe they know it but they're like I don't want to say like insecure about it but they Mm -hmm. they know what's going on and you're just like okay well I'm just (laughs) Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say you have a sister, right? Like, do you guys feel like your communication is similar in that way? Like where you both like understand Our communication styles are so different, <laughs> but yeah, my sister and I, we have like, uh, very different styles. And the thing is, it's like communication styles. I definitely say I'm more direct and I'm significantly older. So I don't know if it's like the big sister, little sister dynamic 
or just because she did spend more of her time in the South? Like for me, I was in high school for her. She was, I think I'm like the fifth grade. We're seven years apart. You know what I mean? So she did a larger portion. And then even down to the colleges we went to, I went to a HBCU and she went to like a traditional, like um, she went to UGA, you know, and it's like this big college football yeah. school. They just won the state championships. You know what I mean? Like the girls take, it, it was the state championships, right? Um, yeah, something like that. I don't really like do sports. So you could tell me that they won the Super Bowl and I'd be like, congratulations. Right. Congratulations, college football team for winning the Super Bowl. Y'all did. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they won something. And I want to say it's like, like they're like, like, like they have like the biggest balls of all the, like they won the highest girl, (laughs) girl, like because I remember they played Alabama State, um, the Roll Tide girls, and that's one of their rivals. Ooh. And it was like this shit because I think Alabama was expecting to win. Georgia cleared it. And not only that, I think they cleared it in like the fourth quarter. So like the girls were like, oh, yeah, like suck my dick basically. Like it was like right. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. So with with me going to a historically black college university, my sister having, (laughs) right. Having, um, you know, just different, I don't know. And just, I don't know. So I say all that to say, no, we, we share the same sense of humor when it comes to a lot of things. Like we, we find humor in a lot of like dry, like we love a dry sarcasm. You like dad jokes too. Yes. Yes. We love a Judd Apatow produced film or movie. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? That's our type of humor. So I would say our communication styles are different. She's definitely um, more analytical. She's an Aquarius girl. So I think also like more like strategic when it comes to every fucking thing, especially communication. They're not about to let you see some shit that they're not like, they're fucking mystery men and women, the Aquarius gang. Right. They have like the outline conversation where it's like, I want this and this and this to happen. And if this isn't the outcome of the conversation, I am pissed off. Yeah. And forget about it. I'm not even having it. So what are we going to (laughs) do? So about that. Different in the same. It's it's different in a lot of ways, similar in, in, in others, you know? Yeah. I feel like that comes with sisterhood to me and my sister have a gap, but not, I think our gap is five, not seven. So mm-hmm. that at least we were in like junior high, high school at the yeah. same time, but seven years yeah. is a huge amount of time. It is. It is. And I know that she does design too. Do you think your design mm-hmm. love of design like manifested in childhood? Like what, where do you think that came from? Like as far as like me or her or both? Well, both of you, I mean, you both did. I mean, you let's speak only on you. It's not the sister show. We're going to leave. The Aquarius is beyond the other. You know, my husband's an Aquarius. Oh, my husband's a Gemini. So I don't know. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Air sign and water sign energy. Sometimes it's like, get me the fuck out of here. Yeah. And please watch your delivery. I love you. What an amazing balance and harmonious balance this is and other times it's like I will literally murder you yeah it's like (laughs) it's either like perfect balance look at us or like whoop no balance at all like a 95 to 5 
Yeah, and literally each of us, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like them, them, like them being stuck on their shit and not and not making sense, and then us being like, no, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, how did that yeah. make sense? <laughs> yeah, because I can read you very, very well. I don't know. Pulls up, fucking <laughs> <laughs> puts on Binders. glasses, yeah. <laughs> um, folds, folds arms. <laughs> And then, and then the moment they say something, just start taking notes. Mm-hmm. 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 That's funny because you had a similar <laughs> uh, consensus two years ago when this happened. Right. <laughs> not, not For good. Real. Look at us. Oh, I might have to get chopped. No, I'm going to leave it in. They can listen to this. No, know what's going on. <laughs> it is what it is. You needed to know. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> let's get back on track your love for design do you think oh, that started shit. in like college when you're at hbcu like no that started i would like to say in utero but i don't remember that far back but definitely <laughs> ever since i can remember i loved um creating like plato sculptures if you will the movie ghosts with patrick swayze and demi moore and remember she like they had the whole little sexy moment with the clay so my Emily used to watch me and she used to have so many videotapes, right? And I would just like binge watch all these movies. Ghost was one of my favorite movies. And, you know, I was young, so I didn't get the sex, you know, the 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 sexiness out of the scene, even though I got the intimacy. But I was like, oh my God, Clay, that's my, that's my bitch. Plato was right next, you know, Plato is the clay. We're gonna make some, we're gonna make it do what it do. And then like, I started taking this like arts and crafts class when I was, I don't know, elementary school age, maybe third to fifth grade range. And we would do pottery and like have the orange clay that you would have to bake. And then you would put a glaze over it. Like my mom still has a lot of like my early art. (laughs) Oh my God, my heart is exploding. (laughs) And like literally one of my mom's house, I'd see this shit. I'm like, why do you still have this? <laughs> She's like, because now you're like doing your thing and I'm going to be able to sell these pieces for a right. lot of money. <laughs> Girl, so nobody's buying that shit. Like it's literally just like the shit that moms just love. Right. But, um, yeah, I would do shit like that. I would tell my mom like, no, I want to take art classes. So I would like paint and do like clay shit and glitter and play-doh and all the things and then I um wanted to like sew like make my Barbies custom outfits so I would sometimes like take socks or like my mom would take me to the um, fabric store like a craft store and get like fabric craft and I would just kind of like hand sew shit it would look like shit but in my mind's eye it's giving Givenchy it's giving Hot Couture you know yeah (laughs) And um, yeah, and then I eventually, I think like home ec in like maybe sixth or seventh grade, I learned how to properly sew. I made this pillow that was like the shape of like a pig and it was so cute. It was like a big pig and I sewed on a little snout and eyes and like, I think he had whiskers and like little pig feet. It was cute. And um, yeah, that was like my first sewing thing. That was probably middle school. And then like by high school, I was like trying to teach myself how to sew like clothes for myself. And then how I, we started off talking about distressing a jean in high school, girl, I was in high school during the FUBU era, the baby fat era. JLo had a clothing line. It was all yes. and urban clothing lines, right? 
So that was the aesthetic anyways. Um, graffiti spray painted on your jeans with like your name on it and shit. So I would either try to do it myself or me and my friends would like do that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And kind of grew. And then I, you know, started designing clothes. I started just by making like little club wear dresses and shit for my friends, my roommate at the time. By now I'm living in Miami. So, you know, I'm going out, I'm old enough to drink, I'm in the scene, I'm working in the clubs, you know, I'm doing the whole thing. And I started making like little club dresses because me and my girlfriends, and we literally laugh about this to this day because in this friend circle, three of us are married, two are currently pregnant. So we literally like laugh about, bitch, we used to be in a club six, seven days out of the week. Every night in a different, whoever section, taking champagne to the head, Hennessy. One of my friends at the time worked for Hennessy. Drinking Hennessy like water, yep. actual water. I <laughs> you remember know? you telling me a story about this before. Girl, and that's that's only scratching the surface. Like I said, we were going out several times a week for years. How? So, How did you guys not we just were like in combust? our early 20s. We were in Miami and that was just the life. Some of us, a lot of us worked in nightlife. And that was just, that was just the vibe. Miami's a party place anyways. And we had the energy. I could not for the life of me do that now. I would, you know, y'all would find me dead in a ditch because my body would be like, girl, no. Yeah. I don't know what you think you're doing, but not yeah. this. Not this. And we're going out two nights in a row out of your fucking mind. That's what my body would say to me. <laughs> if I even attempted. You're like, yeah. I don't know if you're dealing with some psychosis right now, but Sweetie, so you're making you're dresses for your girls. Do you think that was a good way of people to be like, oh my God, I love your outfit. Cause you know that when you go out to the yeah. club, like every girl in the bathroom is like, that's exactly what happened. That's and- literally exactly what happened. And my roommate at the time, Simone, she had a banging ass, still got a banging ass body. Okay. And she could wear literally anything. And she was out, you know, I was out a lot, but she was out a lot more than I was. You know what I mean? Okay. Simone. So- Right. Okay. And so, yeah, it definitely grew from there. I got like the opportunity to make dresses for like a few, cause this was okay. So during this time in Miami is during the days of basketball wives and Dre and Michelle was on basketball wives and all these reality TV shows were really popping. I was cool with Dre as stylist at the time. And he was able to arrange for me to send her a box of clothes. She wore some of my pieces. I was able to get her linked up with some other people. And yeah, and this was mind you during that's why why it's like like this like in that time in that Miami, was a huge era it was a huge era that iconic if I could say with all the all the housewives and all the basketball wives and all the girls all the love and hip-hop girls even though I don't think I worked with anybody yeah so I'm lying. I worked with this girl who was on one of them and she was on some other show with Cross, but whatever I just started working with a lot of reality tv girls because they were always out they always needed cute little sexy bodycon dresses. And that was the vibe. The girls back then loved the bodycon dress and loved those big hoop earrings with the beads and shit on. Yep. And then like the wrap where it looks like the wrap bodycons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the whole aesthetic. So yeah, that whole stretchy club dress era is what catapulted like my design to the next level. And then I started... Um, getting commissioned and had already made a few prom dresses but out of nowhere my prom business kind of just blew up and then I started was being known as the prom girl the prom designer 
But yeah, so that era of club dresses, let's go to the club, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and those were during the early days of Instagram too. That those were during the days when if someone, a popping girl, tagged your boutique, now everybody does that. Now everybody tags their outfit details. It's just what to do. Outfit of the day, everybody tags their shit. Back then, right. you would wake up to so many fucking followers, so many orders. At the time I had my website hosted on, um, I use Wix now. The time I think I was using Shop Cartel. Shop Cartel. I had a Shop Cartel site, girl. Literally, I remember Drea wore my shit. I woke up to a bunch of orders. I remember one time this um, urban model named Shanika Adams, she used to do like a bunch of like music videos. I think she's from Atlanta. She would do a lot of Gucci man shit. Like she's really known in Atlanta. I don't know how well she's known outside of Atlanta. She was like that girl back in the day. She wore, um, or maybe she's still that girl. I don't know. Who knows? But she wore. (laughs) She will always remain that girl. Yeah. Like I think as far as like when it comes to like the hip hop models, as far as I'm concerned, she'll always be that girl. And she wore, she was hosting some party somewhere, child, and wore one of my dresses. I woke up literally because she she wore this on the West Coast. I think she was hosting something in LA or Las Vegas. I was on Central Time. I was in Chicago with like this guy I was dating at the time, celebrating New Year's up in Chicago with his family and um, different time zones. And I just remember waking up like Instagram exploded. I was like, what the fuck? who the fuck, what, the, and I literally had to dig through all of the followers and mentions to see what even happened, which was she wore one of my dresses to like this party that she hosted that had a lot of, I guess, visibility. And, you know, it was just really good at the time. Um, and so whatever, I, I experienced a lot of growth during that period, then like kind of transitioned more into like prom and special occasion, which I still do on commission, depending on the project, but I don't really have the same genetic fire for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, you know, and no shade because, you know, we all start somewhere. I think it's just because dealing with teenagers, I just don't want to. Yeah, dealing with teenagers and then their sense of style. Sometimes you're kind of like, I like don't really want to do that. So (laughs) I've gotten a few prom dresses inspiration photos can you make this and I'm like you know I'm not going to overstep my boundaries so I kept this all in my head but like I don't think this is appropriate for a 17 year old to be wearing sweetie see-through. yeah like, that's that was how I was only gonna... thing covered is your areola and your labia and everything else is see-through I don't think you're 17 at all yeah no <laughs> I was just yeah. gonna say that I would definitely <laughs> say that like the younger generation is not afraid to like just go for it yeah. <laughs> Can you say it a little bit more directly for my Midwest self? You're like, <laughs> you're like, go for it. They definitely, you know, but also if you look at the girls who are their, you know, icons, the Doja Cats, the Nicki Minaj's, the Megan Thee Stallions, there is a lot of sex appeal, darling, you know? Yeah. So I can't even really be mad because it just seems like it's like a, the times, but um. Also, I'm not having you walking around. Remember Mean Girls when she's like, you smell like a baby prostitute. I'm not having you in these streets looking baby prostitute. Like, that's yeah. not coming back on me. Yep. And then you're going to tag me in Instagram and everyone's going to be like, oh my God, she yeah. let her dress like For a baby prostitute. School? Yeah, exactly. So I've had to respectfully decline or offer ulterior suggestions to clients in the past. But like, aside from that, just dealing with, I think my, I think I have found my niche demographic after all of this time, after, you know, only doing this for years now, 
I think I have definitely identified who my target girl or guy or they is. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. And unfortunately, they're not 17. Yeah, it's not really. <laughs> and also, like, what do you have in common with a 17 year old? Like, they're just starting. You're like, not I remember when I went to the club. Yeah. And y'all are not even old enough to get into the club yet. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, someone sketchy's putting them in the club anyway. Oh, no, same. Because I was in the club before I was supposed to be in the club. So oh, I yeah. get it. <laughs> yeah I get the appeal I feel I get like it. now that we're older it's like or like at least that I'm older I look back and I'm like there I should be dead I should be deceased the things that I was I out doing also, even at like 16 I'm like Paige Lillian like no wonder yeah. I like don't want to do anything since <laughs> 23 like I already wild out all. when I was under the age of 20 Girl, same. If I had a dollar, like for every time I've said to myself, like, girl, you should have been dead in a goddamn ditch because you have literally like bad decisions, bad decisions, decisions. irresponsible. Yeah. (laughs) I also think it's interesting that like when I was younger, let's say like 16 to 18, I was hit on by older men much more than I am now. Oh, same. That is disgusting. It's like, really gross. The person I actually, and I don't really care, <laughs> the person I actually lost my virginity to mm-hmm. should not, sorry, you should be in jail. He wasn't that much older than me, but he, I was not, I, I lost my virginity junior year of high school. He was not in high school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, as a junior, that means that more than likely you were not 18. I was, she was not. And everybody said, th- and I always was like, well, I'm grown and I know like what I'm doing. Don't know oh. shit. Don't know shit. No. Don't know no. shit. Only the bare <laughs> minimum of shit to know was in my brain. You know, just enough so that you don't die, but yes. you literally know nothing else. I remember <laughs> I'd always be like, mom, you were such, cause my mom, she was privy. You know what I mean? Like she mm-hmm. kind of knew like what was going on. And I lived in a really small town. So like everyone kind of knew what was going yeah, on. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd be like, you are such a hater. You're not letting me live my life. You grew up in the eighties where people were like doing blow at ZZ top. Like, I don't really, you know, whatever. And now I look back and I was like, my mother is an angel. Literally <laughs> an angel. <laughs> not you telling her that everybody her age the cocaine is easy top like I am <laughs> okay I am but done. I'm not lying am I no because that as I can imagine myself see the only difference is like in the black community it was Rick James so like I'd be like oh yeah y'all were doing cocaine to fucking Rick James <laughs> yeah my parents still you're like one of before they came up this last time you had been one of the only friends of mine that they had met Mm-hmm. And I swear, every time I talk to them, they're like, what is Kinsey doing? Is she doing good? I hope she's doing well. They're they angels. loved you. I loved them. They were very sweet. Oh, yeah. our little drinks at Cheesecake Factory. That's on my outline to talk about our time at Nordstrom together. Yeah, girl. It's we- so funny because Drew and I literally laugh to this day about how we were like, fuck a lunch break bitch we're going to cheesecake factory fuck this little 45 minutes or however long you'll say no i'm going to the cheesecake i'm having two margaritas yeah <laughs> and you'll see me when you see me 
Yeah. <laughs> Literally, I was talking to Brie last night and I told her that we were talking today and she was like, we were at Nordstrom just, we did not care. And I think we're far enough away to say like, even when I worked at Clinique, like I remember looking in that mirror by the counter and my white jacket to the redness in my face because I chugged so many mojitos at the cheese yeah. exactly. at lunch like, yeah on our lunch breaks yeah <laughs> and then people will be right. like can you get this lipstick for me and I'm like trying to read these lipstick boxes yep. and I'm like yeah I don't yep. know how to read English yeah no literally and people would be asking me questions I'd be like just can you hold on a second <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'll be with you in a moment please yeah and I think the main reason why we all got away with it is because not only we were assets, let's just call, can we talk about it? You're welcome. Your numbers have never been higher, motherfuckers. Where are you ever going to see a team of more beautiful, aesthetically pleasing young women? Sweetie. Mm-hmm. Don't get it fucked up. We were good at what we did, even though we did what the fuck we wanted to. And I think we did what the fuck we wanted to because we knew we were good. At, we knew that we were assets. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I stopped trying when I did all that pre-sale and they were like, we've never had anyone do pre-sale numbers like this at Clinique, like so quickly. And I was like, (laughs) funny. For real though. How blessed are you? (laughs) You're welcome. And the fragrance team and you at Tom Ford. And I always think of like all the vendors that would come in and just be like, do you want to take this home? I still have fragrance in my bathroom that I have not opened. Same. Same. I have so much shit, especially fragrance, like that I will, I don't even think go through in a lifetime. Like I never need to buy another bottle of perfume or cologne for Derek for that matter. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> true. Again. Andrew wears Gucci. Like, do we, we it's so crazy. I like look at the fragrances I'm having and I'm like, I am not in the current income bracket to afford these, but I just have them. And And I several. (laughs) Yeah. And I found a little tester, like a little small size of Santal blush the other day. And I was like, where has this been? I was so excited. Baby. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like sparingly like half spraying it on my body. I love, and then like warms up to me. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm like thinking about it right now. They have discontinued Venetian bergamot, which broke my heart into a million. You would pump that scent out pretty quick though. Because it went with everything. It was just the most crisp, clean, citrusy but not in a Lysol type way it had a bit of spice it had just the right amount of airiness and like balance with like the juniper or like whatever leafy green was also I think it was juniper but I can't remember and then bergamot come on essential orange oils forget about it Mm -hmm. it was just such a decadent fragrance and I literally went I was at Tom Ford getting um husband some this was during Christmas, like getting, you know, holiday gifts. Right. And, um, you know, buying gifts for others, buy gifts for yourself, treat yourself. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I am out of Venetian bergamot and would love to not restock. Right. <laughs> Re up and ask the sweet lady. And she's like, oh, no, girl, that's been out of circulation now for about a year. I literally, clutched my pearls 
gonna say you like fall to your knees in the store you're like no yeah and then I asked her about a second one I want to say it was Florida Portofino or Mandarino Diamante was one of the Neroli collection ones right like the blue ones yeah and she's like oh yeah we don't have that either I was like excuse me (sighs) and I just bought makeup because I had um I had a Nordstrom like gift certificate and then I was already doing Christmas a Nordy no (laughs) I had a note to girl. I had a gift certificate with like a balance on it, like money. And then I had a note and then, you know, I was doing Christmas shopping. So I was like, yeah, treat yourself literally. And so when they didn't have what I needed, I got um, bear what he needed. He wanted some more ombre leather fan favorite. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, you know what else they're out of? The fucking soaps. The bar, You remember those bar soaps that they had the Neroli, the Jasmine Rouge and the Oud Wood? Yeah. You don't make them soaps no more. Or Why? the body washes. Or the body washes. <laughs> I had to get close on the mic. I'm so upset. <laughs> there was no body wash. No body washes, <laughs> no soaps, no Venetian bergamot. I am pissed about it. Oh my God. I'm like going to start crying. That was so. <laughs> no body washes. I was so good. And I literally was just like, okay, well, shit. Because their foundation, in my opinion, as a makeup artist, is top tier. Top I was just going to ask you, do you still use the foundation? I know you I were like... I'm wearing her right now. I'm wearing her right now. Okay. <laughs> you know, one of my favorite foundations to boot. And since they didn't have all the things I asked for, I was like, fine, let me just get a few foundations, chill. So I got my shade and I got a few more shades for my kit. But I was like, girl. I was going to say, do you? is that the foundation that you use on all your clients too? I use, no, I use a bunch of different foundations on my clients. I have Tom Ford. I have the Juvia's Place. I am Magic. I have some Charlotte Tilbury. I have um, ColourPop. They have this hyaluronic acid infused foundation for the dry skin girls. That is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I have that in a few shades. Um, Fenty, of course. Oh, oh of course. We can talk okay. about her in a minute. We could be here all day, right? Yeah, literally. <laughs> um, who else who I got in my bag of tricks? I think I have some Chanel, obviously some Tom Ford. I have some Born This Way by um the girls at Too Faced. Man, yeah. I'd definitely say you have like a foundation for every skin type. I think people really underestimate the power of like finding a foundation that's good for someone's skin type. No, it's like don't play yourself because if you fuck around and put a hydrating foundation on a girl that's oily, don't play yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or if you put a matte foundation on someone who has dry skin, they're going to look significantly older than what they are. All the fine lines are just going to be right there, be enhanced, be magnified. Too matte and dry skin. You just look cake face immediately. You could be the best in the world, but dehydrated stress. Yeah. Yeah, no, not a good look. So I made a game for you because I like love playing games with people and I love getting their opinions. So I'm going to share my screen really quick so I can show you. All right, Kinsey. Oh, don't look at the side. Don't look at the side. Okay, okay, okay. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, oh my God, calm down. (laughs) Um, I forgot to hide the slide. Sorry, guys. Okay. Okay, Kinsey, we're going to play Who Wore It Better. Mm -hmm. 
And afterwards, I'm going to post all the photos on Instagram so everyone can like see what we're talking about. Oh, I was okay. originally gonna do fuck Mary Kill, okay. but I feel like with your design, I just that wasn't what I wanted. Alt. That's fair. That's but fair. know that it was great consideration because I had a lot of good. I was I like, feel I'm like gonna- if you still want to ask me some fuck Mary Kill questions after we conclude this, by all means. Okay, perfect. So we have Michael B. Jordan and Zendaya, and they're both mm-hmm. wearing like a gray suit with like kind of like that marbly nice structured a uh, three button tuxedo look. Mm-hmm. Suit, three button suit. Zendaya is giving us very big like Andrew uh, vibes, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. she is like everything nails. so good at. Yeah, she like you makes know me kind of sweaty. We need to talk about Euphoria too. We could do that off camera. Okay, perfect. But yeah. I have a lot of thoughts and a lot of opinions, and I would love to talk to you. About I that. just started watching it last week. You just started, so you're still in season one. Yes, I just finished like episode seven last night. What was happening? um uh rue and jules were like kind of going at it and rue got like that kidney infection because she was like super depressed and then like jules was like up in the club with that other girl yep 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 okay i got it okay shit's about to get real for you okay oh my god (laughs) so yeah okay work who worked better zendaya obviously because it is i mean they both look great they both look great melon and poppin on both with Zendaya, it's just the whole, like you said, very much androgyny, but it's still giving like STEM vibes. Like she's still giving masculine with the outfit, but the face is still very much angel. Mm-hmm. Hair is giving lioness. Uh, and she has she like that just, sculpt brow too. She's everything. Like, honestly, she can do no wrong. She's literally one of my style icons and I just love to see her at any opportunity. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. Michael B. Jordan though, he is that is I like man. him. Beautiful man, beautiful face, yep. beautiful skin, very talented. I love him and Lori Harvey together. I was just Both gonna say people. I hope they kind of have a baby together because Lori is gorgeous as well. She's like too pretty. It's actually kind of maddening. How and they're gorgeous. so in love with each other. Yeah, it's really cute. I love to see it. Oh. I want them to have a baby and then I want that baby to be the president. I would love that baby to do anything, whether it's presidency, um, getting on their soapbox and telling us that we ain't shit and what to do with our lives. Whatever that baby decides they want to do, I'm here for it because it'd probably be the most beautiful child we've ever seen. Yeah. (laughs) True. Okay, we have Fergie versus Amy Schumer, and they're both wearing like a high neck black dress slit with like a gold metallic belt, like high waist, I'd say. Both look really cute. They're both giving something different. Like Fergie is giving get into these legs, like that gladiator sandal with it that kind of matches like the belt, love. Um, But Amy is giving like nice Grecian goddess vibes. Love the smoky eye. Love the updo. I think they both look good. Yeah, they both do look good. Yeah, I don't know. That's hard. I'm going to say they both killed it for that one. Okay, perfect. We have a tie. Yeah, tie. Okay, we have Chanel Iman versus Kate Bosworth. They're both wearing like a black, like underneath like 
bodycon ish dress, like tighter dress yeah, like with a sheer, like a line bodycon dress, midi length, real cute. Yeah, He's and they both picked like a boot look. Yeah, love the boot with it. I love Kate's belt, but I really love Chanel Iman's effortless of it all. Like she's just like, girl, I literally woke up like this. Where Kate is a more put together look, which we also love, but I'm gonna go with Chanel Iman for this one because she's literally giving like, girl, catch up. I do this in my sleep. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we got oh. Little Kim versus Tracy. Okay, first let me start by saying I love both of these women so much for similar reasons. Like Little Kim raised me in the sense like her lyrics raised me when hardcore came out. I should not have been listening to that album. I want to say hardcore dropped in 96, 97. Um, back when she was with Junior Mafia, early Biggie bad boy days, literally raised me her lyrics. Like I early little Kim just will forever hold a place in my heart <laughs> she got you on I like a chokehold no dead ass and i i had no business reciting her lyrics much like you know the kids now the girls who stand Nicki minaj some of her lyrics get really real and they get a stallion but it's like what are you gonna do little kim was that for me you know what i'm saying like i was right i'm an 80s baby little kim when i when she was really coming hard at these bitches next i was all but 12 11 you know yeah. had no business listening to her shit but knew every word but knew every word she's like the but equivalent of like the cardi b wop right now where everyone's down like, oh. down one of her favorite songs is it opens with i used to be scared of the dick like that's how she starts the song <laughs> okay <laughs> it's like is this uh, like a diary um, entry you know no it's very much like but now that, you know, she's talking her shit. And she used to talk, one of my favorite, let's get into it. One of my favorite okay. Little Kim verses is her verse on, um, I hear the song in my head. No time for fake niggas. Just sit to Cristal with these, uh, no time, no time. It was all of them. Her verse on that goes down in history for me as top 10 Kim verses for me. Okay. That's Tracy Ellis Ross. Very much my Black TV mom. Blackish, um, she's hilarious. She is style, so funny, so funny. Style icon, body goals. Okay, seriously, Let's she looks amazing. It. What is she doing? I don't know, but I need to do it as well. Like bathing <laughs> in baby tears. Like I don't understand. Like she Probably. looks so good. Her skin looks amazing. She doesn't miss a beat. So I will start by saying that love both of these women down. They're both like raised me in some way, shape or form. But Little Kim and this, I think tied the fashion together in a more interesting way, even though I really wish that someone, everybody can do what they want with their bodies or whatever. But I really think that like, it would have been nice for whoever to pour more into Little Kim and let her know that she doesn't need to look a certain type of way because she's undergone a lot of transformation, which she's a grown-ass woman. She could do whatever the fuck she wants, but like, right? I don't feel like she needed to do any. I felt like she was beautiful as she was. Yeah. So Her cheekbones alone, you're just like, girl, girl, who we got next? We have Kourtney Kardashian versus Britney Spears. And I know how you feel about the Kardashians. So I kind of feel mm -hmm. like you're going to pick Britney just because you feel a certain type of way about the Kardashians. No, because Kourtney is actually one of the 
unproblematic uh, Kardashian girls. So no, Courtney, you know, I let her live and breathe. And as far as this particular outfit, she looks better. It's the, she just gives more high fashion where Britney gives like sexy girl, gorgeous, gorgeous girls, you know, whereas Courtney is giving posh spice, quite frankly, it's giving posh spice right here with the Victoria Beckham blunt bob, the smoky eye, the sickening face. And I really like how she layered like the lace with the stocking instead of giving a bare leg because it's already see-through the whole rest of the way down. So I think like the the lace on the legs too with the stocking, the thigh high just gives it a nice little little oomph. Yeah. It's like and black, I like where her lace is sitting better too. I was just going to say, I also like the like shape of the bra better where hers yeah. is kind of like that more full coverage and Britney's yeah. is more of like a, like a demi coverage. And then she has a yeah. higher, a higher brief bottom too. Whereas Britney's is a low rider. Cause let's be clear. Britney's ab game is unmatched. So she's going <laughs> to remind us every opportunity she gets, you know, yeah. so I get I get why she wore the low rise, but I think the high rise with this is more of a look. So we have Jamila Jamil versus Jonathan. (laughs) Girl. (laughs) And they're both wearing like a hot pink strapless dress with like a bow in the middle. Baby doll dress. Very much giving baby doll. Very much giving dolly. Um, Obviously, I don't know who either of these people are, first and foremost. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and give it to Jamila Jamil because I love the lip color. I love the bang and I love a man in a dress too. There's this guy I follow on Instagram who literally wears like pencil skirts and heels on the bottom top will be like a button down and like up here. It's giving corporate white male waist down. It's giving power, power suit businesswoman. Don't fuck with me. (laughs) You know, I'm going to find it. I forget his name. I'm going to find his Instagram and send it to you. So I have to say, I, you know, am not opposed to seeing a man in, in a dress, Kid Cudi, motherfucking Billy Porter style icon. Yeah, okay. I was just going to say, everyone freaks out about it. And it, it's one of those things where it's like, so a man can't wear a dress, but like women are fine to wear pants. Like it can't remember work like when both women, for, Well, no, I was going to say, remember when none of us were alive. So no, we don't remember. <laughs> but like, <laughs> you know, it's historically it's notated that when when women said we're not wearing dresses and skirts everywhere we want to put on a pair of denim jeans and dungarees bitch it was a whole thing about that they didn't want the girls to wear pants they thought it was so inappropriate and so unbecoming so it was a thing it just happened decades earlier and now that men are being a little bit more experimental with their fashion the girls know how to fucking take it but none of my business I would give it to this Jonathan Van Ness fellow but I feel like he could have given us more first of all pull it up more that's what I was gonna say like I understand that anatomically your areolas do sit lower on your chest but like for the fashion like let's put it like a little look but give it a look and I would have loved to see him do something different with his hair maybe a top knot because you know you could tell he has enough hair to pull back what it looks like he did and in a low ponytail or maybe just a slick back. I would have loved to see a nice top knot or if you're going to keep it low, maybe a side part. I would have loved to see a side part moment. Right. Or like maybe an accessory too, because he's not wearing yeah, like a, a necklace, necklace or a bag. Some, some bronzer on your shoulders or your clavicle, honey. Because yeah. Jamila did that. You could tell she put some bronzer or something on her shoulders. Her skin is glistening. Oh yeah. You see how you her know? hand is? Do you think this dress has pockets? Oh, it definitely has pockets. <gasps> I want it. <laughs> I'm not going to dress, right? 
Yeah, a hundred percent. Okay, we have Victoria Beckham versus Megan Markle. Oh, the London edition, the English girls. Yes. I'm going to go ahead and give it to my good sis, Posh Spice. Um, Megan Markle is a gem and a doll and a doll face and beautiful, effortlessly so. I'm not loving this nurse hat. You know those hats that the nurses used to wear back in the day? Yeah, yeah. Not loving the hat or the blazer with it, for that matter. I think that we could have maybe done a pop of color or something textured, possibly. Right. Victoria is just giving me what Victoria is giving. Upper East Side, Soho Mom. I'm in between Montessori schools. And I'm going down to anthropology to pick up something to wear to the PTA meeting later. And I'm stopping on my way to get an iced coffee that probably costs $30. I was just going to say, and I'm going to eat a $65 salad with my friends after they're done at the tennis club. Yes. And then, uh, you know, I will meet the nanny to retrieve (laughs) my children. To retrieve the spawn. Right. I have a fundraiser black tie gala this evening and uh, I'll call you later. I'll call you and later. have you seen my husband? Right. <laughs> right. Whereas Megan Marco, I just don't like this hat with this. And I know that she likes to give very much Duchess of whatever. Yeah, I forget what her exact title is. Well, not anymore. You know, I don't know. What the, I don't. That is a whole thing. <laughs> Regardless, I don't know what the title was or is, but it seems like that's what it was going yeah. to give. She's like to trying to play the part. Yeah, and that's fair. But I like. Come on, you. We can. We can. We can. Who's your stylist? We can. We can. We can. Yeah. We can do something a little bit more. We Have him DM it. me on Instagram. <laughs> Hit me up. I would love to style you, Megan. Perfect. Maybe she'll hear this. I hope. Okay, so Busy Phillips versus Blake Lively. And I'm talking like a plaid, plaid suit. Yeah, plaid suit. Mad cute. I think they both, I'm going to give this one also a tie because they're giving different aesthetics. I don't know who Busy Phillips is, but you know, you can tell she's kind of giving like a red carpet moment. Like, how are we just talking power suit? Let me zhuzh it up with a pump. Some sickening lipstick, an accessory. Whereas Blake is like, I'm about to go. <laughs> yeah. To the organic market. I'm going to air on. Yeah. For fresh produce, I'm just going to throw this very stylish vegan leather trench over my yeah, outfit. Yeah, the jacket. Grab some John Lennon frames and catch me when you catch me. So they're giving different vibes. Bye. Okay, bye. (laughs) Different vibes. I think it's a tie for them too because they're just kind of like very clearly going to different places. Oh, yeah. I'm obsessed with her trench coat. I kind of want it. Me too. That's another one for me. I was just talking about Victoria Beckham can like usually nails it. Blake Lively is also a style icon who she's one of my unproblematic white faves because I have a list of white actresses that have never said no dumb shit, you know. Right. You know, and just are just dope. Blake Lively is on that list. Reese Witherspoon. Yes. Can Reese can do literally no wrong. Whatever she her. wants. She can do whatever the fuck she wants. Do you like Kristen Bell? Who was that? Is that the girl from Twilight? What? No, that's Kristen Stewart. <laughs> okay. Who's we Bell? Kristen Sorry. Bell, she like uh she did like Frozen. I'm trying to think of like some what she's like really, really, really known for. 
She's married to Dax Shepard. That's cute. With Veronica Mars. I've heard of Veronica Mars. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. She's the little blonde one. I've also heard of that. What's her name? Uh, Kristen Bell. Is she blonde? Yeah, she's like a tiny little blonde woman. I think I, I think I remember who she, she was. The voice of Gossip Girl, like, hi, Gossip she was the voice. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. What's yes? I think I do know who you're talking about. She's not one of my faves because I don't need to be my fave. I have to like know, like yes, love know her. you. you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I do, from what I do know of her, I like her. Another one of my unproblematic, unproblematic white faves, Natalie Portman, my girl. Oh, Mary Moore, my girl. Yeah. Um, who's this? Who's in Meryl Street? Ha! Forget about it. Forget about. It. I will go to war over Meryl. Like you're not about to tell me nothing fucked up about Miss Meryl ever. So you are the owner and founder of Eleven Eleven Concepts. I am. But you originally had your brand, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What was your inspiration besides like starting your own brand? Because you were like in the clubs and doing all of that. But when were you like, okay, I need, this is mine. You know, you kind of like took that ownership almost. I would say when the dresses that I was doing for the club girls was getting bigger, you know, I was known as like that girl in Miami for like the, the, the bandage dresses. And um, I call, I affectionately called them hoe dresses because a lot of them would be like literally like see-through mesh where it's just like sequins or small things covering. Cause in Miami, that's how a lot of girls dress. It's very hot weather. Everybody's in shape for the most part. Everybody's tan cause it's a beach town. All the girls want to show off their bodies. It is what it is, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say then because I started growing with growth. I did make a lot of mistakes. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah, I would say that was the time that I, you know, kind of took ownership. Like this is like my shit. Yeah. What do you think is like your biggest challenge in being a business owner? There's so many. The biggest one. um, You're like, uh, let me get out my list. Let me move my unproblematic white women list. And then it'll be my list of challenges. Right. I would say the biggest challenge is just like second guessing yourself as a creative, like, how is this going to be received? Is this going to be received well? Are people going to hate it? What if nobody even like gives a fuck about it? You know what I mean? Um, Or even when it's down to just like doing something new for your business or developing a new style, a new communication, just trying to like even market yourself or present what you do to the world in a different way, I would say is like a challenge because you go back and forth with yourself about it. Um, You know, there's a lot of shit that hasn't even seen the light of day because I was just like, "Eh, I don't know you know yeah Yeah, it's hard to be vulnerable especially with design it's like something that you put your heart and soul into and to have something negative received I can imagine is like ugh, like a dagger to the heart yeah there's this book I like um called uh the artist way by Julia Cameron and she likens um kind of like as a creative your 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 goals or your plans or your creative brain children that don't come to pass or either they do come to pass and you fail at them 
she likens it to like having a creative idea that's your child and you're suffering a miscarriage. And I'm like, that is a very interesting way of putting it that I've never considered, but it kind of is. And, you know, even that I think is so uh, spot on because even miscarriage, some people deal with miscarriage or like the loss of a creative dream goal or project in a very hard way. It will stifle them. Some people will be like, oh, I'm going to get a real job because this didn't work out. And they'll like abandon it altogether. Other people, it will just stifle them for months or sometimes even years before they like try to revisit that same thing again or do something comparable again. And some people are like, that didn't work. And the next thing tomorrow, they're trying to figure out how it works. And I mean, not for nothing, I haven't suffered a miscarriage, thank God. But unfortunately, I have known a lot of women who have experienced that. And to the same way, there's some people where it's very devastating and crippling, and it takes some time to get over or deal with, if ever. And then there's some people who are just like, you know what, this sucks, but it's life, you know, we're going to try. Yeah. So different types of people and like both facets yeah but it's it's hard I definitely I think like having something that you care about like not reaching its potential where you saw it going where do you find the inspiration for like your designs and your styles and like I'm inspired a lot by music oh yeah so sometimes a song can make me feel what I'm trying to communicate that's weird like there's some songs that put me in a space of upbeat bad bitch ass energy uh I can do whatever you know the world is my oyster and you kind of in design it will come across as something a little bit more bold or daring or audacious and then I don't know I'm inspired by a lot of different things I would say music is like one of the biggest things um other art forms too you know whether it be like a music I love watching music videos because it's the and I know nobody watches music videos anymore yeah, you and are I, a music video person every time I, I ever go to your videos. house it's like yeah. on the tv yeah because I listen to music and then I'm also getting the visual stimulation at the same time because sometimes mm-hmm. there's really dope concepts tied to a song that will end up inspiring me but like even if I'm not sitting there watching it, the songs I like are playing, you know what I mean? Or the music that I need to kind of be in my, my zone is on, you know what I mean? But yeah, I love a, I love a visual interpretation of music, whatever that looks like, whether it be like dance, a music video, a play, a short film, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, I would say a lot of different things inspire me, but I would say music is probably like one of the biggest things. Huh. That's so interesting. At first I was like, I wonder if when she listens to music, the sound like translate in her head to like a visual element. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes interesting. hear something and it could like translate to a color or just like a energy, like a, like a, like an emotion, like the song can translate into an emotion, which sometimes makes me think of a color or a style or a place. Whoa, (laughs) that is, I want to like step into your brain for a second. No, you don't. (laughs) Okay, fine. Never mind. I don't. (laughs) Yeah, a lot goes on in here. (laughs) Yeah. You're going to need to check your consciousness at the door. (laughs) Right, right, right. Don't be alarmed. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so interesting. 
So then when you listen to music, what do you think if you, because you come up with styles, but then you also come up with concepts for like makeup, your makeup looks are like out of this world. I am always like when you did your Halloween series, I was like, yes, I can't wait. Thank you. I definitely want to do more creative shit like that. Honestly, so much of my business is bridal Mm -hmm. um, that I have to like, you know, pay attention to that. But I do really love doing my creative stuff. And even that gets inspired a lot by music. Like we did, remember Drew and I did that whole Frank Ocean inspired collection based by Orange album, which is one of my favorite albums (laughs) in the world ever. Um, And even some of my Halloween looks, I think was inspired. I think at least one of them was inspired by music, but maybe not. Well, you did that Beyonce one. Oh, yeah. The tears. Yeah. That was crazy. How did you manage to do that? Don't you love me? I, girl, that was Visine. Okay. (laughs) 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 That was literally Visine and me putting extra bottom makeup so that when I, when it mixed with the water, it would give the black tears. Oh, I was like, did she like emotionally prepare herself for this? I did not. I did not. I literally was like, where is the visine? So I Yeah. You're not like sitting there like, where's my trauma? Where's my trauma? Right, right, right. (laughs) Do you think there's a lot of, lot of, lot of pressure to like keep constantly like pumping out new stuff? Because in today's day and age, people, I feel like get bored pretty quick or they like move on from things pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, I'm going to just keep on putting this out into the universe. I cannot wait until my business is scaled to the place to where I can pay the girls to do this shit for me. You see, because I'm over it. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I don't, as much as I like being creative, I don't really like where the turn of social media is going in a lot of ways, to be quite honest with you. In some ways, it's great. You can find whatever it is that you need. You move to a new city, you need somebody to wax your eyebrows or do your facial or your nails, or you want to know where to eat. Easy peasy for shit like that. But I think for like the pressures that it puts, I mean, think about how many it to get dark, but think of how many kids teen, and, and, and early 20 year old people kill themselves or have like issues with how they view themselves because of, they feel like they have to compete and right. be living this perfect lifestyle. And it makes them feel like what they're doing ain't shit. So then they said, so I say all that to say like, I, yes, to answer your question. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes, I do feel that way, um, that there is a lot of pressure to constantly do things because of the attention span and just how social media is nowadays. Um, a lot of it I don't care about, but I I do care about. It's like, I don't give a fuck, but also being that this is what I do for money and I like money and I like having you know, comfort and not have to worry about, you know, I, I like what I like. And unfortunately, a lot of things I like are expensive. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely a luxury gal. Let's, let's call it what it is. I'm a luxury gal, but at the same time, I will 100% eat some ramen noodles. Uh, oh, yeah. Two days in a row. 
because mm-hmm. I, you know, 99 cent meal or whatever the case may be. Fry up or an egg, throw that shop. on top. Okay, period. I love a thrift store. I love a thrifted mall. You know what I mean? So it's like luxury, but also not everything. But I say all this to say, yes. <laughs> yes. And, and I think for me, if I didn't make money or if I didn't, you know, have clients find me in this way, in the words of Jay-Z, if it wasn't for these pictures, you wouldn't see me at all. Y'all, right. y'all you know, I, I don't give a fuck about it on a normal day, but when it comes to my business, I do give a fuck. Right. It's yeah. like one of those things where it's like, I hate social media so much, but because of the field I'm in, I have to I have at to. least care. I have to. And I literally cannot wait until I have a girl or a guy or a they or a whomst or a whomst ever. Whomever. Whomever. Who will come and do these things. So yeah. I don't have to be bothered. Yeah. Mama ain't got to be bothered with it. Yeah. And then you can just focus on like your artistic yes. energy and keep yeah. that. And social media, I feel like it's got to pop. There has yes. to be like a release valve sometime. Yes. Like coming on. What do you think's like your next step? Are you like, what's coming up with 1111? Mm, just continuing to grow and establish myself as that girl in Nashville. <laughs> that girl that makeup girl um no just continue to build and grow on what I'm doing and trying to do and accomplish perfect we're just gonna keep the course keep the course stay the course you know more growth more lessons more everything okay okay perfect yeah I love it (laughs) yeah do you want to plug any like social medias or anything like that if you girls would like to find me (laughs) <laughs> you can find my website is www11 spelled out e-l-e-v-e-n one one dot info um my instagram and facebook even though you're not going to see anything related to business on facebook because i'm not i only have the facebook page because they kind of make you to like do shit on instagram because now they're like one company and they're like oh link this to your facebook page i don't want to <laughs> or whatever. So it's 1111 concepts on Facebook, but you're not going to see anything there. But on Instagram, it's 11, 11 concepts. That's 11 spelled out E L E V E N 11 concepts C O N C E P T S on the gram. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. Perfect. Yay. Thank you so much for coming on and talking to me. I'm so excited. Thank you. Me too. This is great. Thank you.